But it is what is up, what is good, gamers. This is Shonuff71, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals tuned into episode 239 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. It's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer step daddy. How's it going, my friend? Oh, great. Great, great, great. Uh, staying dry, because it seems we seem to be have hit, have hit the rainy season, so it's going to be a little crazy. Um, but all in all, doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Um, hope, hope all of you fantastic listeners out there are doing great as well. Very good, very good. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, that's me. But you might also know him as the Food Max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. How's it going? That's going good. Um... I sound like Yogi Bear at that damn intro, so it's like you did. (laughs) You really did. I was like, oh, I was wondering which one of us is uh, Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Mm. You're definitely Boo Boo. Me? Oh, (laughs) thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Yes, and 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 video games are your picnic baskets, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep, my, I just grabbed some picnic baskets just a little while ago. Yeah, I went to GameStop and traded in some games. I'm still, like, you know, wheeling and dealing. Oh, boy, look at me. I traded in some games and bought some more games. How about that? So. Hey, but you bought some games you you sold back, though, so you traded in. So Oh, uh, yeah, because I, I sold in at the yeah. uh, at a high price, and I bought, rebought at a very low price. So, you know, hey. You know, I buy that for a dollar, you know. It's like, yes, he would, folks. Yes, he would. I, I came to the realization, hey, am I going to find this game for five bucks at any local retail establishment? No, I'm not. So I had to make the uh, the value proposition, the mental math and all that. Them fighting herds with my little pony fighting game, five bucks? Uh, okay. <laughs> all of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I I look I looked hard at that uh, you know I looked at the Redfall I traded back in. Remember when you guys were giving me all that grief? It was it was basically put on deep discount again. It's like five bucks. And you bought it again? No, I did not. No. Okay. See, oh, see oh. I, I drew the line. I drew the line. So you drew a line, huh? Yeah. Very, I saw I saw Werewolf surprised. the Apocalypse for Xbox Series X, and I said. Like, mm. Don't mm. know about that werewolf apocalypse. Oh, it's altered beast for the modern generation. Oh wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sir, yeah, I don't no. know what to tell you, sir. I just no. You know, I I you know, do all this Whew. math. I did not buy it. I did not buy that either. It was five bucks, five dollars. Mm. It would have been with with the GameStop noted discount. I would have paid four forty nine plus tax. So. Five dollars make you holla, folks. Mm. No, it, that was 448 too much. I see the gameplay of that game. It looks it looks abysmal. It's it's on PlayStation Plus, I believe. So if you really want to check it out, you can. You can. I actually own the physical for PS4 for some reason, but hey, mm. what mm. I do because it's you what do. I do. 
I want I, options. I as have you do, options. sir. Yes, as as I want. want I think you do. have too yes. many options, sir. <laughs> I think that's the problem. You have too many options. Freedom of choice. Q option yeah. Devo. Yeah. Mm. But freedom from choice is what you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I could sell my physical games and just buy an Xbox, you know. But. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No? No? Okay. Sorry about that. Not be doing that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, with that said, we're going to move on to what is always our first topic on the docket. That is our playlist. So uh, let's kick things off with Dez. What you been playing, man? Alrighty, so what have I been playing? Well, been playing Helldivers with y'all, y'all crazy folks, and having a blast with that. Um, yeah, it never gets old blowing Joe up. I just have to say, you know, you know, shooting him, blowing him up. It's just, it's just choice. Like every time. Uh, you, you haven't killed me all that much, as much as you uh, want to. Um... As much as I want to. Yeah, as much as you want to, you know, you never, you never kill me all that often, actually. No, so. I haven't. I haven't. You know, it, we've we've been. It's been pretty good. You know, it's been it's been pretty good. Not a lot of not a lot of you know deaths, um, but overall, lots of fun with that game. Um, and I think what I like about it the most is just it. Each run is is so different, and it seems I know people could think that it's it's kind of, it could be quote unquote samey. You know, do certain things, go to certain things, you know, stuff like that. But I really believe that, like, it's just it's just a lot of fun stuff that you could do. Um, and you never know, like, who's going to get, you know, shot up. You never know, you know, what's going to happen. And I think that's one of the things that makes the game so much fun is is there's just so many different things. And when you're and when you're opening new new things i do think that some of the progression for the for the main ship is kind of is kind of slow uh compared that by getting the samples and stuff like that i do think that's that's kind of slow and i really wish that they would have they wouldn't have gated that so much behind um it's not like a paywall or anything like that it's just it just seems like it could have been a little bit uh easier uh an easier time or a quicker time to to get some of the stuff for the ship um i think the money to get the money in order to upgrade your um your uh your stratagems i think that's fine i think you get enough money from that uh to progress that really well plus your levels so i think they got that really 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 well done um but yeah other than that i think the game is great and it really it really wants you to um like and even the firing it's like you can't like run and and uh do anything super like you can't like run and and shoot stuff up uh too much because if you do like your 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 um uh what is it your stamina yeah no 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 your stamina will fuck up or mess up so you can't really do that too much you have you have to like stop that um so i actually really really enjoy it uh i know we've all played it so i figured we could do like a little bit of a hell die hell divers thing before i go on so what are your yeah. what are both of your your feelings about it so far i mean it's been out for for about two weeks now so what are your thoughts okay i'll send it over to joe um i'm enjoying it so far i mean pretty much it's just been a hoot in a hollow you know it's like um 
I love the fact that I don't know if you guys, I, I started digging into the whole minutia a little bit and I saw that I guess Arrowhead has a noted dungeon master uh, that is basically rotating the maps if need be. So everything based on server is determined by the uh, one particular DM at uh, Arrowhead that is basically putting different things and variables in the mix. And uh, if you haven't picked up on the fact that, you know, it's a live campaign, meaning that they're running campaigns uh, to uh, basically, you know, conquer the uh, both the bugs and the um, uh, um, automons. How do you say automatons. That? Automatons. There you go on there. So. Me, me and Kev fought the automatons along with Goonie last night for the first time. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. They're kicking uh, your butt? Ass lit on fire, you know, like, you know, Ooh, basically. Wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty bad on there. So Yeesh. I got to think of a better strategy to fight against the automatons. Say it again? Automatons. Automatons. There you go. I'll get it right. <laughs> so. Yeah, automatons. But yeah, it was, it's been a great game night game too. I mean, John BT hopped on. Uh, we got on game night a little bit late as far as, uh, but uh, it was between that, you know, Goonie hopping in. Um, so I mean, and it's and Christian with the carry. <laughs> yeah, of course, Christian, um, only guy playing on Steam out of a group, but you know that's why we throw on Discord, and uh, he was able to join us after we switched over to PSN chat. So <laughs> on there, but uh, I haven't really attempted to play the game without playing with you guys. So I haven't really tried to play solo with a bunch of randos or anything yet. So, so I know Kev had some fun with that. Yeah, I did, and it was uh, fun. Uh, if this is opposite day. Uh, <laughs> No, it wasn't fun because I don't I don't know what it is with with multiplayer games. It seems to bring out the worst in people, even when it's not PvP. It's just I don't understand people. So the, the short and dirty, I jumped into a rant. Uh, well, actually, I started a lobby and some randos joined my ship first conflict we run into and i think the the overall mission was another nest clearing first uh conflict we have one person just accidentally shoot somebody okay they didn't even kill him okay bugs show up a couple people die um i bring them back when they come back the dude that got shot he's got a like a laser cannon and I'm wondering why, you know, they're not moving on to the objective. Okay, so one of the dudes has one, the other player pinned down behind this rock, and he is just laying into this rock with the with his laser cannon, like running or they're they're playing this do si do game, like running around the rock, trying to one guy is trying to blast the Ugh. other, and he, the other dude's trying to shoot him. I don't even know what the what the third person was doing because I just saw that. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go on with the objectives because I think as you as gunfire continues, it attracts the bugs. So it kind of split the bugs up into messing with them and allowed me to go on ahead and continue with the objectives, which I pretty much did on my own. But it got so bad that. They were like literally 
the when the bugs would show up, they would ignore the bugs and just shoot each other. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm I'm just like, okay, I'm just trying to get through this mission. Yeah, uh, y- y'all can go. It, I, randos, the only the is, and and I, my rule from now on is just I'm only going to play randos in fighting games because they're yeah. they're the opponent. I, I'm just not going to deal with it. And I get it. Different people have a different idea of fun, but. Yo, this was this was it was just literally a waste of time. We did we got very low uh, completion bonuses because them two were fighting, them three were fighting each other. You know, it's it's just silly. It's like if you're not gonna play the game right, then don't play it at all, or just jump on with, a, with in a private friends. in a private thing and goof off with your buds and then do that nonsense there. Don't bring it to somebody else's game. And that that just it, it's That's frustrating. Right. Yeah, that sounds frustrating. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, my enjoy. You know, I'm I'm echoing your guys' opinion. I think it's a great game. Yes, I think it's great. I I really cannot wait to play more of it. Um, and yeah, I I think if you have not played this game yet and you own a PlayStation, you are uh you're missing out. It's very very well, very very good. Uh, another game that Joe and I have been playing was uh, 1018's Wonderland. It's another multiplayer game that we started playing with uh, Goonie. Uh, and it's, you know, if it's not, you know, Helldivers or Division, uh, we're playing um, Tiny Tina's. <laughs> and and I've enjoyed it so far. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I played it before, but it wasn't hidden. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm playing it now, and it seems to it seems to really be hitting on that level, you know. So so I probably will be um, playing that, and uh, I don't know if I'll be completing it or not, but I will definitely be playing it because I've I've had a lot of fun uh, with it so far. I don't I don't know what it why it's ringing now. It hasn't rung before, but. But it's 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 really it's really hidden on 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 all cylinders, and so I'm super excited to be to be playing that. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. It's just um, you know I've been a big Borderlands fan in the past. I've played Borderlands 2, the completion with all the DLCs and whatnot. You know I haven't. But really... three was I don't know something with three was just not it just didn't hit. I don't know. I want to go I want to go back to three at some point. I mean mm-hmm. I have it in my. Uh, my games out in the living room and so I, I have it installed on my ps5 and uh mm. i'm really curious about going back to it at some point because i want to play the dlc as well i think we got halfway through the campaign and kind of peered, petered out a little bit but, yeah but. i don't know what happened i just get i just got kind of like i think it was the story just really didn't hit uh, oh, on the, the uh on the third ones with the with the weird you know yeah yeah, you streamer people and and all that other stuff maybe it picks up later but but at the place where we were at i was just like you know i don't really want to i don't really want to see what's going on with this so i'm just gonna bow out but yeah i mean i mean there's just so many games nowadays so you know you gotta kind of be even more selective when 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 how you want to spend your time so but um but yeah uh, speaking about uh, how games and how to spend your time, I am still playing Grim Dawn. Yes, I'm still playing Grim Dawn. I'm enjoying it uh, to no end. It is such a fun game. Um, I really wish it would come to PlayStation 4. 
Um, I have not opened it up for my um, on my uh, Steam Deck uh, because I've gotten pretty far on the Xbox version. So I think I'm probably going to beat it on the Xbox uh, just because it's just an easier like I like consoles. So and it's just kind of an easier thing for me to do. But um, I do I do enjoy it to no end. So so I will continue to play that um, for as long as I can, because it's just I really enjoy it. It's just such a just such a good game. And um, I cannot wait for uh uh, Titan Quest 2 because I really I know it's by a different team but um, anything more in in that genre uh, what is it CRPGs or whatever they it's just my favorite it's just I really have always loved um, CRPGs and I will continue to love them until until I can't play them anymore <laughs> such a great there's such a great um, uh, gaming format that I just want to continue to play it. So much fun. Are so you talking fun. about like Grindon? You mean? Yeah, I think th- those are ARPGs, right? ARPGs. Sorry, you are correct. Yeah, I thought it was like G G R P. I don't know. But yes, yeah, the CRPGs is like Divinity and um, Baldur's Gate. So yes, sorry, sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Um, I appreciate it, Jojo. Uh, no what I, I was going to ask you actually, have you heard of a game called Last Epoch? Yes, it has not come out. It has not come out for uh, systems yet. I have watched people play it um, on uh, on uh, Steam, um, and it's supposed to be pretty good. Pretty pretty good. It's trying to take Diablo's lunch, so we will see how that progresses. But um, although 1.0 is dropping this week, actually, so. Yeah, that's why it was another another game that I was uh, thinking about. But again, it's on um, it's on PC, PC. Yeah. and there are no uh, there are no thoughts about putting it on to uh, consoles just yet. They want to get the PC version right, quote unquote, and then it'll come out on um, on consoles at a later time. So hopefully that later time is not too far in the in the future because the game looks great. So um, if you like your ARPGs, um, you might want to take a look at it because I'm sh- I-, I honestly believe that it's going to be fantastic. So, but uh, those are all the games that I have been playing. So I'm going to kick it over to Jabron Chief. Jabron Chief, sir, what games have you been playing this past week? Uh, besides the Hill Divers 2 and 1018 and Wonderlands, the only game I've um, been playing besides that is I'm back in Division 2. So yeah, uh, yeah. keeps pulling you back in. Oh, Goonies in hardcore, and so I just like I got back in, and like literally, I was just okay. I was telling him, okay, where are we going? You tell me what to do, and I'm I'm down. So, so he's having me go in and and change the world modifier to heroic, oh, wow. and we're putting a bunch of modifiers, like eliminating the map. Um, the event that's going on right now basically is a zombie event, so. If you do not shoot your opponents in the head and kill them with a headshot, they have a good chance of um, basically rezzing on the battlefield as a zombie. So, <laughs> you know, wow. so you, you have to kill them with a headshot. Yeah. You know, as far as uh, playing on heroic. And so um, we wound up uh, going back and forth. Obviously, there's the current season, which has to do with the fact that um, um trying to think of her kelso gets kidnapped so you have to go no not kelso 
Not Kelso, yes. Sweet little innocent Kelso, yes. So Agent Kelso, so on here. So that's that's the whole thing about that. And so it's it's in the same like kind of seasonal format that Division has. And so you get kind of a bunch of different objectives to go quote unquote investigate. And the quote unquote investigating is just to run around on the world map, maybe take over a control point, uh, go over and maybe uh, you know do this, that, and the other thing. So it's a it's a lot of busy, busy buddy kind of stuff. Where it's just taking love it, from huh? point to point. And well, Goonies, Goonies all deep into it, you know. And there's a bunch of different modifiers. I got the chance to really play around with the new. Um, new update because the new update just totally like threw everything everything was rebalanced weapons armor on there they even messed with the like workbench and the whole schematics and whatnot um you were able to tinker with your weapons right straight from the menu so you could actually add modifiers while you're out in the field you don't have to necessarily wait till you're back in on a like uh area uh like a base area to be able yeah, to go in and never go to gonna get shit. Like you're never gonna get stuff done then that's the case nah um i i made concessions and i basically told goonie okay i'm gonna just throw everything i picked up in my stash and i'll take the time later to kind of you know go through the uh loot um, so I was just doing that right before we started recording. So I just hopped in there and they had like about a hundred weapons. I was sitting there just like, okay, I'm recycling these. I'm like, you know, doing this, doing that. So game gets kind of involved in that way, you know? So I almost wish in a way it's just probably in the way I approach it, but it's a thing that, you know, I have particular weapons I like, so I should just, you know, build those up. And I just want to play the missions and kind of experience the story content and whatnot. Mm. Uh, we also played the um, Descent mode, too, which was a, a particular mode where you go up a particular office building and you have up to 100 floors, waves of enemies that you go through and stuff. So there was like a daily uh, that I was doing with him on there where we had to get up to do 15 floors to be able to go ahead and, and finish a project on there. So, so, and actually that was pretty fun. And the thing about this is when you do that particular mode, you don't have necessarily have to do all hundred floors in one play session. You know, basically it saves uh, every so many floors it saves at that point. And so you could go ahead and like, say, resume your, uh, ascent up to the top of the uh, skyscraper basically on there so so i'm you know enjoying it quite a bit the the plot has kind of really been going on for these last few you know years on here so you know obviously the game is in a state now where i'm getting this content kind of after the fact so i could go back and replay prior seasons to get an idea as far as uh you know, because in the division too, you have like the campus, of course, you have like um, um, another settlement. And there's a third settlement at the, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the, the place. It's like, it's like a cathedral uh, sort of building where um, in the original division two, you just basically rescue a bunch of people out of it. But uh, there's nothing built up there. But uh, that's like a third settlement on the map uh, for division two. So. So I kind of give it up to Ubisoft for continuing to support the game. You know, we're looking at, you know, you could go buy this game for two bucks at GameStop. It's on like most of these services and 
maybe that's why games, you know, game sales are failing now because you got all these long in the tooth games just constantly supported that people are playing, you know. So maybe, maybe, but you know, it's 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 something to where I think I'll be dabbling with Division Two all the way up until whenever Division Three kind of rears its head or when Ubisoft finally decides to say, okay, it's been nice, it's been fun, but uh, let's let's move on at that point. So. But you never know. They they have new DLC drop in in 2025, so they have an entire expansion. Um, and they're supposed to drop this year, but uh, they did push it back. So, but, uh, other than that, that's all I've been playing. Um, I've been meaning to play other things, and we'll hopefully next uh, pod, which is going to come in two weeks from now, I'll be uh, talking about some different stuff. Um, I want to go back to Granbull Fantasy. I want to. Uh, fire up my Steam Deck, fire up my Switch, because I haven't done that since my month of Xbox, and um, just downloaded a, a, a particular game um, from THQ called Outcast. That is an old game that's being remade. Kind of has those Elix vibes a bit, but um, that game is dropping in March. But there was a demo on PS, and I just downloaded some, it right before the show. So, so it's called Outcast. Outcast, yeah. You got some bombs over Baghdad. Yeah. <laughs> there you Sorry. go. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Kev, what you've been what you've been playing besides Helldivers 2? Uh the only other thing I've been playing has been Tekken 8. I Woo! was able to jump into that uh last night. Started messing with it using my Razer Kitsune. And uh, I tell you, this this controller is fantastic. It it is um is leverless leverless controllers perfected it, it it really is and i think the the difference maker are is the fact that it uses micro micro switches instead of the like the standard sanwa buttons that um, many of the other ones many of the other ones do it makes tr- doing uh like for tekken it's like the Korean backdash is actually doable. Like, it, it, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna master it the first time you try it, but because there's a certain rhythm you need to get into. But it is so much easier to uh, do your dash cancels, to do your. Uh, some characters have like a a sway, which is almost like an install, which allows them a whole other set of moves while they're in the, in the sway animation. And of course, you have the um, the electric forward slide that all the uh, the Mishimas can do, and leverless controls just make that those motions so much easier. You're able to do them quicker. You're able to do them. For me, it's just a matter of being easy. Now there's a there is a slight difference in doing some of these motions on the one player side as opposed to the two player side. It's but even that is just a matter of repositioning your um, your right hand to partially cover your the motion buttons. And it, it, that's just something that's just going to come with muscle memory. But using a leverless controller with Tekken is just making this game all that much more enjoyable for me personally, because Tekken's always been a series that I've kind of admired well not kind of i have admired from afar but when they 
when when they started implementing the dash cancels, I think it was in Tekken Tag, I think they were first implementing it. I might be wrong on that. It just became it was already a, a high hill to climb just from the move sets of the characters. But then you factor in that dash cancel that puts you. Um, well, the, the reason why dash canceling is so important is because Tekken is one of the few fighting games. It might be the only one where you can block while backdashing. The only thing that you can't block are lows. You can block highs and mids while in the backdash animation. So the ability to get out of the way of attacks, uh, reposition yourself uh, around your around your opponent, motion is really critical in, in Tekken. And if you're going to be halfway decent at the game online then you have to you have to master that and this leverless controller is just making that making that easy now there are there are a lot of other um leverless controllers out there for a lot less money um, i have the um my other the other leverless con- leverless controller that i have is the um uh, the snack box, which we picked up at Evo last year, and it basically it basically does the same thing, just in a smaller form factor. But what I like about the Kitsune, because it's an official uh, product, all of the PlayStation 5 uh, functions are built in already. That's not always going to be the case with other controllers uh, particularly if they're not light officially licensed so you're might have to utilize like a brooks uh, adapter for them or a, the other one is like a, like a mayflash uh, adapter for them i mean that's perfectly doable but there is going to be just be that added uh, learning curve layer of uh, learning what your um what what the buttons do and getting all that figured out just you know navigating your your os just to get into the game that i don't have to worry about because this thing is an official it's an official product so it ain't cheap um but then again no fighting fighting game controller is uh but i think it's if you have if you like fighting games but you're finding the arcade uh control arcade stick controls a little bit more um difficult and maybe you're not used to playing fighting games on a pad i would highly look into uh leverless controllers and if you are so inclined you cannot go wrong with the the razor kitsune um the only criticism that people have had about it is its price and that Mm. that, that's fully understandable i get it but when you pair the when you when you take into account that it's literally got all of the playstation 5 features built into it uh, from the jump you don't have to use an adapter of any kind to play everything is clearly marked you can also utilize it for pc as well just as you know just about every other third-party controller out there only even first-party controllers now on the market i think it's an investment it's an it's an investment well worth making so as far as my 
now I'm in the process of just learning the game. There are some new mechanics that have been added. Um, Heat was in Tekken 7, but there's like Heat Rush in Tekken 8, which uh, has different... uh, uh, What what am I saying? It gives your your character some different... uh, uh, ability, not abilities, but uh, characteristics like um, some characters have like um, armored, uh, an armored ability when they're executing certain moves while in heat rush. So it's just a, it's an, another layer that they've added uh, to the game, uh, just 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 kind of to spice up gameplay. First character I've been using is Raven because I've always liked the character. Um, I don't know if he's going to, if I'm going to wind up making him my main because uh, he is not exactly I won't he's not the hardest character probably I don't think he's the hardest character in Tekken 8 to learn but he's got um, like some installs that like he's got this what's his move called soul is soul something and it puts him into a certain state that allows like some soul moves can allow him to like counter attacks and then other soul moves put him into heat rush like right off the bat and that gives him certain abilities so there's a certain additional learning curve layer that goes along with him so i don't know if he'll wind up being my uh official official main but uh, I'm just kind of going through his move set and just trying to learn uh, a little bit, a little bit of his combo, his combo sequences. But mostly right now, my focus is just learning the game itself and uh, how to play it. So, like I mentioned in a prior show, Tekken 8 is going to be is I'm I'm going to part of what I'm going to do with my game time is teach myself Tekken. Um, I know uh, my nephew EJ also has Tekken 8, so he's teaching himself as well. So we're probably going to wind up uh, connecting online and uh, just kind of learning together. But, uh, but yeah, Tekken 8 is, is, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's no joke. uh, It's no joke. It is really, it's really good. Um, I, I watched. I, gave, uh, I watched some of the people. I watched some of the people play it, and like I see some of the, like the YouTubers and stuff, and I'm just like, man, like folks are just going crazy with it right now, and I'm just like, yeah, I can't be that person. I'll get, I'll get whooped on left and right. <laughs> you know, no kinds of, yeah, no kinds of just like chill for me. I'd be like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but uh, it, it's. It's a lot. Of, it, it's a lot of fun. So I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, spending a, a, a definitely a certain amount of time uh, digging into the mechanics of, of Tekken 8 for sure. Went back and started fiddling and uh, fiddling with uh, the Steam Deck BS again. Oh, um, and I don't know. I do not understand what happened. I just turned it on and I went to my um, where I keep my, uh, you know, my free to play games. Well, not free to play, but free freeware games, you know, Final Fight, LNS, Double Dragon, all that stuff. 
And I brought up the application that I used to launch those. And one of the games, well, there was two things that happened when I turned on my Steam Deck. Number one, it refused to connect to my t- my television. Now, I initially had it going through an HDMI switch that was literally working perfectly just fine just a week ago. And now it, it's not working at all. It, it, mm-hmm. And I honestly don't think it's the switch. I think it's it's the the finickiness of just PC in general. I have no idea why it wasn't working. So what I wound up doing was taking the switch out of the equation. I have I have enough because I've disconnected my PC because I honestly don't see myself going back and utilizing it and using utilizing it again. So that's one HDMI port vacated. And I now have four consoles that I have connected to it. That would be PS5, the the Xbox, the Switch, and now the Steam Deck. So I have one port for each. The only thing that I can't do now is uh, play like if I wanted to plug in my Evercade or something and, and mess with that. So I'm going to have to I'd have to go back and unplug something and plug in the Evercade and, you know, and utilize that. But I might look into perhaps a better or a different switch, but I've had that switch for years and it never gave me a problem. I had more stuff connected to it, utilizing it never gave me a problem. But then I I turn on the Steam Deck and it was working fine the week prior and it oh. Can attach, can cannot, uh, not attach into, not connect to finding the uh, external display. So I had to go into the, go into the, uh, uh, what do you call that, the desktop mode and fiddle with that a little bit. And desktop mode wouldn't recognize that I had an, a tele, an external display connected, so I had to turn it off and recycle it again. And it's, it's just like, uh, good grief, but it. Now it it seems to finally, hopefully, you know, work. But yeah, PC will never be my primary way to game. It 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 just won't. It's just too much for me. My experience. I know you know your mileage may vary, and I know there are some people that thrive on the problem solving aspects of it. I don't. You're like no, thank I you. Got, I ain't got time for this shit. It's like all I want to do is just play a game, and it's it's little stuff like this that keeps popping up. And I experienced this with my um, with the the 1070 PC that I built um, when it was when it was working right. It was great, but man, don't let something go wrong. Don't let some some file not properly load. And I know Steam has made things so much easier than it used to be. I get all that. I understand all that. And all these other uh, uh, storefronts make things all a whole lot easier. And, I, you know, I get it. But mm-mm. it'll never be my primary way to game ever, ever, ever. But that has been my gaming adventures for the past week. So we're going to move on to what is always our next topic on the docket. And that's going to be this week's main event.
All right, Des, you got the mic, man. All righty. So for this week's main event, our question is, do you play games in easy, normal, or hard mode? No judgments. We just want to know your preference. And we're probably going to make fun of you. But still, no, 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 no judgments. We swear. I swear. We might make fun of Joe, but that's just normal. <laughs> but we'll talk about your answers on the next show. So I'll start. I am a normal person through and through. I have no I am not proven it to nobody. Uh, I will play everything on normal. Sometimes I will go down to easy because I am not. And I repeat, I am not trying to, you know, make things harder for myself because like life is too short to have me run around trying to trying to like show somebody myself that that I can play games on on hard mode. I just don't do it. It's just it's not fun for me to uh to try to have myself be um what's the word? Have myself be 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 agitated at 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 a pastime, you know, at a hobby. Like I don't that's just not me. I I don't want to be that person. I I don't need to be that person. Uh, that's kind of why my um my tolerance for um uh souls likes is kind of like eh. so I just know that that's just not me as a as as a gamer. That's just not me. So um I and if people could do it and and you're one of those people that could do it you know, more power to you. I just, I, I just, I'm just not that person. And I, 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 hats off to you, you know, my friends for, for your ability to, to handle that mess like you do, but I cannot. Now, now if a game is too easy, I mean, that's something different. Like if a game is too easy, I will definitely, you know, pump up, pump up the volume a little bit. You know, but but I think that's very uh, few and far between. I really believe that most games are they are uh, balanced right. I want to I want to say that they're just balanced just right. I haven't played a game on normal that I thought was just like way too easy. Um, and I was just like, you know, what the hell is this game? You know, why why are you like this? I haven't really faced that yet um but yeah i i am a normal person um i believe that that was you know I, i'm gonna sit here and say i believe that that is the the time what is it that that is that is the way that the that the creators intended the game to be because we can get into a whole nother conversation and we can if, if y'all want to about what actually a hard mode is because sometimes a hard mode is just um adding more beef and by beef i mean like more more hit points to something and making it more of a sponge and having that be your quote-unquote hard mode and and if that's just the case you know and there's no extra mechanics or there's nothing that really will make you work make you as a player work harder then why do that you know now if you're if you have a hard mode and and it brings out whole new like um mechanics that your enemies will use then i think that's much more of a of a of a boon for the player and that's like oh you know that that adding that level of of competency to your hard mode would be really really fun um for some people but again 
Um, I think I am mostly a normal, a normal mode type of person. Um, so I'm gonna kick it over to Joe. Are you a normal mode type of person, or are you an easy mode type of person? So I know you're not a whole a hard type of person. I just know that. Uh, for me, yeah, I usually just rock normal. Um, there are certain games that offer more rewards for doing hard or challenging or whatever difficulty. So it just depends if those games, I kind of look at the risk and reward as far as that is concerned. Cause a lot of times, you know, you're at a point, especially if you're playing an ARPG like Diablo three or Diablo four, where things might get a little easier once you obtain better gear or like division two, for instance, on their same thing, you know, where you're willing to go ahead and play a mission on a higher difficulty based on the amount of rewards that you get. And now for a story-based game, it just depends if the game, you know, it, you have to measure each uh, particular title separately if needed. I usually will start on normal, but if it gets too easy, um, I might want to bump it up to hard just for the sake of uh, enhancing the gameplay, if need be. Um, it kind of reminds me, because I used to play um, a particular 360 RPG, um, if you remember Blue Dragon. And Blue Dragon oh, yeah. was notoriously like super easy, yep. even in normal mode. And so it wasn't per, per se balanced. It was pretty much a cakewalk. So playing on like hard was kind of a prerequisite so that you were able to you know get a little bit more of the rhythm of the um you know turn-based rpg action if need be uh same thing with uh dragon quest 11 uh, I've, pl- I've been playing that game off and on for a while now and uh it's the point that i do not play in normal mode on that particular title i do play it in a harder difficulty which you could uh, basically start at the beginning of your campaign on there and you're able to switch anytime you want on there but uh it just it has a little bit more of a modifiers and stuff that be able to go ahead and obviously make the game a little bit more difficult and so therefore bring out a little bit more strategy as need be in the in the actual combat itself. So it it just mat it depends on t- the title, depends on as far as what type of game it is to on here. I haven't played that that much as far as soul likes are concerned. I do want to start playing. I have a considerable souls backlog if need be, so that might be my Dark Souls backlogs, meaning uh, the, the bunch of Souls games I've been wanting to play, but haven't taken the time to do so. Um, I was thinking about starting with the OG one, which would be Demon Souls. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Why? So, Why go back? Just play. The uh, I want to play the one on the the remastered one that they brought out on PS5. So oh, okay, so, the, that I can understand because that's the that one I, I'm thinking I want to play for the first time because I want to see at least those original mechanics. I do have a the PS3 Demon Souls somewhere, but uh, I'm probably not going to be playing that that necessarily. But I do have like that have all three Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, of course, you know. So I got a number of different uh, Neo one and two, you know. So I got I got plenty of Souls games to kind of go back and uh, take a gander at. So and I but, think one of the know, cool things. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, that you were done. Sorry. Ahead. No, oh, no, I was just going to say one of the things, one of the cool things that, that you brought up that I didn't even think about was uh, a lot of the instance based games like, you know, um, like um, 
Diablo, uh, Titan Quest. And, and Division uh, 2, they allow you to change like specific mission structures and make them harder for better rewards. And I've done that before, especially if you're really super kitted out and you're like, you know, oh, this is this is this will be a cakewalk because you have played it for so long and you and you know what you're looking for and what you what you can do. So yeah, I could definitely, you know, speak to that and say like, oh, you know, that's when you start feeling like a badass and you're like, oh, you know, I can I can solo this or I can do that. And that's really kind of cool, you know. So, yeah, I I can definitely, you know, speak to that. And I didn't yeah. think about, you know, it's not it's not now where you can basically where you have to um, keep the whole thing in, in 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 hard mode, quote unquote. You can pick and choose when you want to have hard mode active or not. And I think that that ability to give players that much choice, I think, is really, really a really, really great thing to do for for players. Well, think of uh, even back in the day. It's been a minute, but uh, like, remember when we were playing Destiny and Destiny Two? Yeah, where we're yeah. going to run strikes, and we decided to throw a modifier on to be able to play in hard or whatever difficulty at the time because we wanted better drops. So yeah, and I think so. that's a great way to incentivize people to play the game at a at a higher. Or, or 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 a harder quote unquote level. I think that's really a good way to do that. It's a good way too to ramp up uh, the particular you know mechanics and skill as far as your knowledge of that and maybe test to see as far as how well you've been doing and kind of go from there. You know, a lot of games too, like a lot of from games, throw that gate right at the beginning of the game, like when Kev was talking about with Armor Core Six where you know you had to get past that big monolithic piece of shit <laughs> um mm. i forgot what it was i think it was like a, a destroyer right or something. It's a helicopter helicopter okay mm. that, that that was you crazy know, from from mm. games typically will throw a big uh uh difficulty thing at the beginning of the game to kind of get you to learn the mechanics but even so it's like it's almost like uh, you know I'm, I'm not looking forward to f- finally firing up armor core six because you know i gotta deal with that and uh, maybe have to take things slow i know that's where a lot of people just decide to just drop the game entirely too so it's just, well, I got, uh, yeah it took me a minute but i mean there is there is a level of there is a level of uh that that kind of sigh of relief when you pass it and you and you really feel like you've like you've accomplished something so don't get me wrong like that's a really big um aspect of of playing on a hard type of a hard mode and really challenging yourself you know um so there are there are people who really like that that is like a driving factor is to get is is to get on that hard mode and beat that hard mode just to show like you know how i don't know if it's how cool you are but just just that you're able to do that so i definitely am not trying to diminish that you know people who do play hard mode it's just wow that's just it's just a it's another level that I'm not comfortable with <laughs> as I get older and as, you know, my time, you know, goes away and all this other stuff. So. Oh, one thing I remember too, is uh, playing like harder games, especially back in the day on like PlayStation one or something like, uh, I don't know if you have any experience playing uh, the series or not Des, but if you're, do you remember the Kingsfield series from, from, from back in the day? I do not know. Okay, yeah, it's like a kind of first-person dungeon crawly type uh, 
where you're going through a first-person maze, but it was extremely difficult. But I remember just trying and just keep at it and learning the mechanics. And, you know, no one really taught you how to play. You had to kind of figure things out for yourself. And it was gradual progression where you're able to finally get past a certain point. And I think that's where the DNA for, like, a lot of the Souls games comes from because that was from, this is like 1990 six for god's sake on the playstation one uh, me playing around with the original kingsfield and so trying to figure that out you know or i remember other harder games from back in the day you know even uh thinking about like maybe nes where you know like adventures of link you know zelda 2 is, is notoriously like difficult for people right away especially if they were so used to zelda one on there and um it just it just depends on the particular game and the title too you know sometimes just games are just going to be easy and you want to crank it up you know it just depends on what the creator kind of wanted to do with the game but i'm grateful that there is difficulty modes included for certain games because you just want to get to that right sweet spot if necessary so I agree. I agree. Uh, so, Kev, what about you? Are you easy, normal, or hard mode kind of guy? So it depends on the game. Uh, yep. If I'm playing Ninja Gaiden, I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty. That's that's Do you that's want that really how you're, that's really how you're supposed to play it. Really, you know, Ninja um, Dog. No, no, no Ninja <laughs> Dog here. Uh, if I'm playing down. something like so games like that, you know, like Devil May Cry, I may once I get used to how each one because each one plays, they all play the same, but there's a slightly different rhythm to the combat in each one. And once I f- figure that out, then what I'll often do is I'll just restart it and play it on in, in the hardest difficulty. So my action games um, are all usually I play them in the hard. So I'm, you know, like beat em ups, that type of thing. I'm going to be playing those in hard. The only time that I don't is like there are some games that the mechanics are bad and they don't equate, not, well, not the mechanics are bad, but the maybe the animations are, are not good. It's hard to read the tales. A perfect example of that was that uh, that one uh, action RPG where you're, it's like a dating sim and an action game all in one. Um, I played the demo of it, and the name of it is escaping me right now. But Eternites? Eternites, yeah. Eternites combat is terrible. It is, mm. I mean, like, it is – the animations are so janky – and the combat requires you to counter or um, yeah, to, or to parry. It's either a counter or a parry. I can't remember which that you're supposed to do. But that's how you do a big chunk of your damage. That's how you get, land those critical hits, particularly on boss characters. And the animation is just so janky that it's really hard to see the tails of your opponents. Not to mention it doesn't handle um, multiple multiple opponents well. It doesn't have like, or at least at least to the point that I played, 
the quote unquote crowd control moves aren't that great. And it just does not, the tools that it gives you are not refined enough to play it the way that I think the developer intended you to play it. So for a game like that, I will dial it down. If I just, if I just, well, the combat's not really grabbing me, but the story is keeping me interested enough to to keep on going. That I will dial it down. I'll dial it down to like for the Eternites demo. I dialed it down to its lowest to its lowest one because the combat was just not good. But I just kind of wanted to see where the game was going to go, and it turned out that you know the story didn't hold my attention enough to really want to go and play the game mm. uh, just to get the story out of it. But like it's the exact opposite with uh, Grand Blue Relink. Grand Blue Relink to me is easy. Uh, so I have cranked it up to the hardest difficulty level. Um, I didn't get a challenge till I till I got to that section that I mentioned in our in in our in our last episode. So yeah. it, it all really it all really depends. Now for a if I'm playing like a story mode, a story game, uh, like say something like Horizon Zero Dawn, or I'm playing The Last of Us or something like that, uh, maybe even something like Spider Man. I will play at the normal difficulty because typically with those games, the hard difficulty is just everybody's just hit points are just up. Yeah, and I don't like that. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing that I like about Final Fantasy 16 is that when you crank up the difficulty, particularly in New Game Plus, you get different enemies with a different attack patterns. See, there you uh, so go. they they put in they put in some uh, some changes with that. They just didn't just they just didn't give everybody like beefier you know beefier hit points or a, a, a beefier um, uh, posture posture gauge or or a, you know, that's the wrong term. I'm I'm using a Sekiro term for that. But they call it something else in Final Fantasy 16, but. They actually went through, took the extra effort to make things more, really more challenging. So that's really the only time I would do that. But typically in my story games, I'll just play it in normal. Um, I played normal in, I played normal in God of War. I and I and one thing that as good as God of War is. It's weird because, like, I can remember playing the, the like the first the original God of War is when I would crank it up to the hardest difficulty. The way they made it harder was that the enemies would just power through your attacks to it to hit you, and it's like, well, that's not really great, you know. You're you're just you're just basically making everything just kind of tank through you just to get in just to get in and hit you and of course they beef up the hit points so it, it it's a it's a some some creators can do it effectively and other creators can't so it's just a matter of knowing uh which games that's that is going to give you as a player that benefit and which ones you're just better off just leaving at normal uh, that that that's that's been that's that's how I've been able to uh, uh, to play it. So 
Mm, there you go. Um, so again, we'd love to hear your thoughts about easy, easy mode, normal mode, hard mode, and why you choose, you know, the level or the mode that you choose. You know, we would love to hear your thoughts because I know some of you have been playing games for, for a very long time and we can really get into the weeds about like the differences between easy mode and normal mode and hard mode. And, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, but, but would definitely love to hear uh, your thoughts. And if you, uh, if you want to learn how to uh, join a discard or be part of the conversation, wait till the end and Kev will tell you how, but you know, what follows me. It's the Jabroni Gaming News. All right, thank you, Diz. You're welcome, sir. Okay, so first topic on the docket for news this episode. We talked about it the last couple episodes, but uh, we finally had Phil and Matt Booty and Sarah Bond get together in a uh, podcast format. Uh, on the official Xbox podcast, uh, Major Nelson has retired, so it's whatever format that was, <laughs> what they showed on there. But they waited all the way up until Thursday uh, this past week, and uh, you know, both me and Des watched it live, and it was just a lot of uh, just a lot of corporate speak, a lot of uh, talking about you know Xbox is basically um about whatever device that you're using to play xbox games on and so on and so forth and um they made a point of a couple of times talking about that you know xbox is the only major console manufacturer that gives you dual entitlement meaning that you have access to the game both on console and also on pc at the same time on there if you happen to purchase said game on there uh too bad that the xbox app for pc and game pass is kind of booty but you know some people do make it work if need be but uh all in all uh, what we've been talking about the last few episodes about starfield going multi-plat indiana jones going multi-plat they have not decided to obviously reveal all their plans of what they talked about internally on their uh, flight simulator of course was another rumor gears of war you know so but uh in during this podcast they didn't even decide to reveal the name of the games they just um phil basically stated that there's going to be four separate games that are going to be released multi-platform uh, of course, you know, basically The Verge and other sources have confirmed those games as being Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, which was referred during the podcast as smaller um, creator-driven games uh, that have been previously on Xbox and PC on there that they reiterated on the podcasting that they uh, kind of... M- met the life cycle on the platforms that they're on and that the creators were looking forward to bringing them out for different platforms besides steam and xbox on there and then they mentioned that there was two service games on here so it could be a number of different games but uh uh it was confirmed by the verge and also famitsu's talking about sea of thieves and it's kind of surprising Grounded is coming out for uh, PlayStation and uh, Switch on that. So 
But uh, they outright denied rumors about Starfield and Indiana Jones. Um, he did mention in an interview with The Verge that was published around the same time as the podcast coming out saying that uh, I don't think we should, as an industry, ever rule out a game from going to any other platform. We're focused on these four games and learning from the experience, but I don't want to create a false expectation on those other platforms that this is somehow the first four to get over the dam and then the dam's going to open and everything else is coming. That's not the plan today. I don't want to mislead customers on those other platforms where we're launching these four games and we're excited about it. We're excited about the announcement and everything else, but we'll see what happens for our business. So these four games are quote unquote the test games for uh, Microsoft and Xbox. So uh, they also revealed on the podcast that uh, the Activision Blizzard games are starting to come to Games Pass. Uh, Diablo 4 is uh, coming out on March 28th. Uh, they also revealed uh, during the podcast that Game Pass currently has 34 million subscribers on there, a uh, boost from the 25 million that they reported back in January of 2022. Um, it should be noted that all Xbox Live Gold subscriptions were converted to Xbox Game Pass Core subscriptions. So um, they basically have confirmed that the 34 million subscribers are including the uh, prior Xbox live gold members on there so and uh, phil spencer also commented the number of players who had xbox live gold but not game pass were a pretty small number and that significant growth in subscribers came from pc and cloud players on here and then last but not least they mentioned and kind of started hinting about new hardware um they said that they are invested in a next generation roadmap that game pass is going to remain on just on xbox consoles and pc and they're quote unquote promising uh that they're going to deliver the largest technical leap that you would ever have seen in the hardware generation so you know i guess you know you're going to promise the world. I guess you're going to promise the world and then some on here. But what what did Flavor Flav say? Don't believe the hype? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So, but they, they kept talking about better for players, better for creators, about the visions that they're building, a lot of hyperbole. So, um, I just thought it was just a bunch of, uh, you know, just I watched it for 22 minutes. I wish I just went ahead and made lunch. <laughs> yeah. <so>. Wow. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I could I could have got the nuggets. Okay, four games coming out. We're not announcing them because we're gonna like you know let let the games be announced separately, even though they're already been leaked to hell and back. So and then obviously these little hints about hardware, you know, coming from the uh, you know manufacturer. You know, uh, if you remember the uh, you know good old Xbox One X where you know. Like all those wonderful promises, like mm. each so monster for breakfast. Yeah, like you know, it's almost unfair. You know, <laughs> I remember that that whole thing, and so it's like, uh, yeah. Um, so another interview that Phil gave around the same time too. He was talking about um, that he's bringing out games for both PlayStation and Nintendo platforms, but he doesn't expect for Sony and Nintendo to do the same for Xbox. So um, this was an interview with Stephen Totillo's GameFile newsletter. 
Um, he basically saying that uh, the the Xbox bringing out games on other rival platforms basically um, is not a telltale sign for his competitors to do the same. Uh, this is a quote. This is not for me like some sort of bartering system. We're doing this for the better of Xbox's business on here. So, and he also stated, I will say when I look a game, look at a game like Helldivers 2, and that's a great game. Kudos to the team shipping on PC and PlayStation. I'm not exactly sure who it helps in the industry by not being on Xbox. If you try to twist yourself to say like uh, somehow that benefited somebody somewhere, but I get it. There's a legacy in console gaming that we're going to benefit by shipping games and not putting them on other places. We do the same thing on here. I will stay, say shipping more games in more places and making them more accessible to more people is a good part of the gaming business. So he commented on that. So I guess you just can't get everything you want, Phil. So. Kevin, yeah. any thoughts about all this business? Uh, this was the biggest waste of time I've ever seen from a corp from a corporation. I'm just glad they cut it off at under a half hour and they just and they didn't, you know, it wasn't anything further. They're literally just repeating the same crap that they've been saying since what, 2016? Whenever Game Pass came out, you know, play anywhere, play everywhere, you know. You wherever your friends are, it, it, cross, it was cross save, cross, cross save, progression. cross progression. It's like <laughs> at, acting as if this shit is new. It ain't new, bro. It, 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 what this meeting was, let's just get to the brass tacks. This meeting was to keep the, the Xbox, uh, let's say those that are more, uh, fervent about the brand off the ledge you know, metaphorically speaking, because their their community, their online community was imploding on itself like a dead star. It was in Twitter. It was in other social media spaces. It was all over YouTube comments. Their community was imploding in and on, its, in on itself. And this was something to keep to, to kind of like to stop the bleeding from you know of the you know the Tim dogs and the the Colts and the the Davids and all these folks out there that have created these online personas, be they you know real or fake, that are just seem to be going off the deep end. And even some of those people are saying that this meeting changes nothing. Starfield and everything else on Xbox's table is going multi-platform. This was just their way of saying, hey, we're starting with four games, and but you know, that's all it is right now. And please don't please don't trade in those 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 series consoles because we need to keep our numbers as high as, as we can keep them. The last thing we need is folks jumping ship. It was just to keep the. It was just to stop the bleeding from the more, uh, from from the mouthpieces of the community. That's what this meeting was all about. And Sarah talking about the biggest hardware leap. You know, fool me once, 
you know, shame on you, fool me twice. Shame on me. Well, technically, this would be three times because, (laughs) uh, you know, the one ex was supposed to eat monsters for breakfast. Uh, the uh, uh, the series the series X was supposed to be the uh, you know the twelve teraflop destroyer you know so I, well yeah I guess that is two times but but it's not I, I I'm I'm just it's it's like when are you going to actually start utilizing these teraflops? in first party content that's worth anything. And I know that and that, you know quote unquote worth anything is subjective, but I'm sorry when you stack against when you stack Xbox's first party lineup against what Nintendo does, against what PlayStation does, when you're talking apples to apples first party. There's just no comparison in my mind. Xbox stuff just falls short. And all the teraflops and all and all the liquid chambers or vapor chambers that, that you can throw into a plastic box is not going to change that until you start making better games. And, you know, we already know what what the next console is going to have is going to it's going to be a hybrid It's going to be something that utilizes the cloud. It's going to be something that utilizes, you know, Xbox Cloud and AI. So as far as, you know, she could be talking about a dongle that plugs into your HDMI port behind your TV or monitor. I mean, the biggest, you know, hardware leap ever seen. It's like, okay, when you got when you got the Surface team developing your console, it's like, okay, how powerful is it really going to be? You know, so I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I think what has to happen is that, you know, people, and this doesn't, this, this doesn't just go for Xbox. I think this goes for any of the platform holders. Uh, me myself, I've already resolved to the fact that regardless of what PlayStation does, what Nintendo does, I am going to be a console gamer. Number one, I value my physical my my physical media above all else when it comes to gaming. So that's one reason why I'm not I I won't be transitioning to something like PC. Uh, number two, I don't like gaming on PC. And for reasons I have I have uh, explained to ad nauseum on this show on and on others. So I am not going anywhere as far as the console market goes. So when PlayStation drops their next box, when Nintendo drops their next box, I will be there. I will be there day and date. And I think for people who people like me on the Xbox side of the fence, nothing's really going to change. Um, if you prefer gaming on Xbox, then the, what they're doing really, and you don't want to, and you don't want to game on PC, there's really nothing, really nothing is going to change for you. But the fact of the matter is, is that most, I think most Xbox gamers, uh, either already have a gaming PC or, are in the process of putting one together or buying one 
or uh, are very open to the idea of gaming on PC. So for for them to make these changes, it, it it's not going to be it's not going to be a big switch up for them. You know, the only difference being is that. Uh, if you don't want to deal with the Microsoft store, you're just going to have to start buying your games on Steam or one of the other or one of the other stores. Um, so. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it, this was just 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 corporate gobbledygook that could have been done in a tweet. How about you, Dennis? No, I just I agree with Kev. What all Kev said, it was just kind of a the nothing burger. I mean, they they did say, hey, we're not going to be doing this, and that they, they they were just trying to re reassure you know the folks that you know it's not going anywhere. We promise it'll be fine. Um, and that's what they kind of had to do in order to in order to make things make things feel okay for folks. So uh, and it's kind of interesting that they even took the time to do that because, you know, they don't really have to. You know, I think they really believe that people are going to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, or or at least, you know, they will they will try and 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 keep an I don't want to say open mind because these are gamers and we're all kind of crazy sometimes, (laughs) but it just. I don't know. It, it it felt kind of interesting that they even took the time to do this because most of the times I don't think that they even would, you know. But the fact that they did just shows that you know, hey, we we know stuff's popping off. We know folks is is mad. So let's let's kind of talk about this. Um, it just shows that they are testing the waters. This is what this is about. They they are testing the waters. They're not going to give you. Um, a Bethesda game because that's their ace in the hole for the most part. Although they, it's not really, I mean, it's not really, I don't want to say coming to fruition. It's not really paying dividends yet because of how low um, Starfield was, was, uh, was received. But at the same time, you're not going to, you know, give your biggest, your biggest thing you know, to your competitor. So I, I expect them to, by them, I mean, Xbox to play this safe, take, see a little bit, you know, give us grounded, give us sea of thieves, all the stuff that, that is not that I don't want to say they don't care about, but the stuff that they just believe is going to be, you know, they could take a loss on or a hit on, so to speak. And if it works well and that and people start getting those downloads, then they're like, okay, hey, maybe we can maybe we can work this out. You know, maybe we can possibly um get some people on here, get some eyes on this stuff, you know, and, and hopefully we can turn some of these these, you know, Xbox sorry, these PlayStation folks into Xbox folks. Because if you can't get everybody, you want to get somebody. Because what a lot of people don't realize is in the streaming market, there's a ton of people who have multiple streaming services. So it is not uncommon for folks to have Hulu, Apple, um, and all these other places. So so for so for me, it's just Xbox thinking, okay, well, 
we're not going to we might not be able to get everybody, but who can we who can we get now? And if they can get at least a couple people to sign on it, sign on, then then they're fine. You know, and so that's why I think that they're putting up this quote unquote olive branch, because if most people are willing to have multiple streaming options, well, then maybe they'll have multiple uh, multiple game game passes or game systems or 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 whatever. You know, um, again, this goes to this goes to me saying that they're running Xbox is running a different race than anybody else. They are, you know, and and this just goes to show that they're willing to take these chances whether it's good or not i don't i don't that's not for me to say it's for their 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 budget crunchers to say they're the ones yeah. that are that are going to be like you know oh you know th- this made sense or this doesn't make this didn't make sense or, or whatever and i think they're just trying to soft shoe uh the the cult eastwoods and all the people who were who were like super fans you know and all these people that are you know turning returning in their consoles or you know saw on their consoles in half which is just stupid just dumb like they already got their money folks so doing that is just you throwing your money away but you know that's just silly um but that's just a long long-winded way of me saying that this is not the the last time we're gonna see this if it goes well they're gonna put some more games on it and then maybe you know the real the real test is if we start seeing some Sony games on Xbox. That is that is the 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 that should be a red flag. Like if we start seeing some Sony games on Game Pass, like first party games on Game Pass, then you know something's going on. You know, oh. because because again, you know, I still think it's uh Sony is the is the brand to beat. You know. So you're gonna say you're saying something, Joe? Oh, you know, we have MLB the show, but that's a, like an outlier. Yeah, that's that, a count. Like that. And the bun, the Bungie games, of course. You know, yeah, but Destiny. that that's all stuff that's been that that's been already like established. established. Talking yeah. about like new stuff, you yeah. know, like like and, if we're gonna get like a like a uh uh God of War or something like that, you know, that is that would mean something, you know, yeah. that right there would mean something if if that happens. I don't think what? it will. But uh, because, again, uh, Xbox, sorry, Sony is the is the place to beat. But again, this is all speculation. And until, you know, Phil and the rest of them or Sarah uh, Bond shows their hand, uh, it's all speculation at this point. So yeah. I, I I wish them all the best. Um, I think if you if you have both consoles or, or are able to afford both consoles, you'll you are you are making out like bandits and if you have both consoles uh just sit back and enjoy uh all the free eats you know <laughs> i mean that's pretty much it you know as long as you have a game pass subscription that's yeah enjoy much it, it you know enjoy the free eats because it's is it's pretty good you know you know god forbid we might have a listener or two that mainly game on xbox and happens to just dip into playstation for their exclusives so yeah. So it just depends on, you know, where you're coming from, where you prefer to play. Um, I know from what you were talking about, the service games and whatnot, they were talking at one point about pulling support for Fallout 76, but they saw how well it was doing on the PlayStation side, so they continued support for the game. Same thing with Oblivion. 
um, Elder Scrolls Online too, as you know, as far as that's concerned. So I could see to where they're looking at their service games like Sea of Thieves or Grounded, and say that hey, there's an audience here on PlayStation that would more than likely support this title. I could basically tell you dime dime the dollars that once they bring either both Sea of Thieves and Grounded out, you might see both of those games eventually on PSN uh, under the PlayStation Plus Extra or uh, premium tiers, possibly, at some point. I mean, I hate to say it. I think I think that CFDs... Well, I think that... I think... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think Grounded actually would do pretty well uh, because it's a, it's a multiplayer game. Uh, you can play with your kids. It, it It's non-offensive, yeah. you know? So I think... You know, that's a game that might do well. So, especially on Switch. Uh, well, especially on. I think it's going to dominate, not dominate, but I think it's going to do really well on Switch. I mean, one hundred percent. I think it's just going to do. I just think it's going to be do do well personally. Well, we'll have to see. You know, Xbox is not going away. We'll get more nice colored controllers, and we'll see what this new hardware is going to be. I think both both console manufacturers are kind of eye, eyeballing the Steam Deck and seeing that, and uh, we're working on handhelds according to the rumors right now. So we'll have to see what all that business is about. And as long as I get a dedicated console, <laughs> the company, the uh, handheld, you know, I'm I'm all good with that, you know. So. And since we're talking about Sony and what Sony's going to do, there was a Sony's earning call the, this past week. And so there was a lot of things that were stated about what happened with uh, Sony's earnings call on here. So they said that uh, they stated that their shares fell as much as 8.4% on Thursday, uh, basically because of their quarterly financial results. Now, they hope to have shipped 25 million PlayStation 5s throughout the fiscal year ending in March, but they stated that they're going to miss their targets by 4 million PlayStation units. So uh, they basically stated that they had a quote-unquote gradual decline in PS5 unit sales from the next fiscal year onwards as far as their forecasting. And they stated officially that they have no plans to release any new entries in quote-unquote major franchises like God of War or Spider-Man in the next 12 months up to March 2025 on here. So um, some analysts stated that if the platform has already peaked in growth, then the outlook would be much grimmer than what even we had in mind for its game business. Uh, we had long feared that the deep-pocketed Microsoft and the subscription service called Game Pass could prove highly disruptive to Sony. So uh, there was another analyst that stated after the Q2 sales came out in 2023, it's already crystal clear that Sony will never reach 25 million units this fiscal year. Uh, quarter three was okay, but only possible because of Sony's have heavy promotions and discount during the holidays. If you remember when Sony was doing some crazy deals for PS5 in particular. So they were trying to get to their sales projections on here. So, um, and then uh, they had a Q&A session afterwards after the financial resort uh, results, if I could talk properly, and PlayStation chairman Hiroki Tukoki <laughs> said that, mm. Uh, he wants to be aggressive when it comes to improving the gaming division's profit margins, which he said could partly be achieved with a greater focus on bringing first-party games 
to PC. So uh, this is kind of coming along to where, you know, if, if you're going to be reading the tea leaves, maybe at some point you might see PlayStation games on Xbox. I don't think so because of the fact that that's a smaller audience on Xbox, but uh, they are looking maybe to bring um, PlayStation games, more games day and date on PC. So, you know, and this is another quote says in terms of hardware, he noted that cost reduction in this console cycle is really difficult to come by compared to previous generations due to the increased price of components and implied that console prices wouldn't be dropping while it looked for other ways to improve margins. And how can we, given the situation, put our product lines together to make it affordable without relying on steep discounts to reasonably sell them? to continue our commercial journey on a sustainable basis. I personally think it's important. There's an opportunity in that. Uh, he addressed first party games uh, saying it made it clear that uh, releasing them multi-platform, which he clarified meaning PC continues to be the way forward. He stated in the past, we wanted to popularize consoles and as a first party's title, main purpose was to make the console popular. Uh, this is true, but there's a synergy to it. So if you have a strong first-party content, not only on our console, but other platforms like computers, a first-party game can be grown with multi-platform, and that can help operating profit to improve. So that's another one we want to proactively work on. I personally think there are opportunities out there for improvement of margin, so I would like to go aggressive in improving our margin performance. So... So that's what uh, they had to state about that. So in years past, obviously, we've talked about on the show, we even had a stick bet about this, uh, about games possibly coming day and date uh, on PC for PlayStation. So it just looks like uh, because of the earnings call and what's happening that they want to let their investors know they're looking at every possible avenue to, quote, unquote, maintain that growth so yeah so, so i don't know my opinion to this i mean we'll see what other games playstation has on the board for fiscal year 2024 um i don't care about games coming day and date on pc i still have my console i'm still going to enjoy my games on my playstation if need be um who knows maybe i'll double dip on some stuff that can run easily on the Steam Deck, per se. You know, I don't think I would want dual entitlement like Phil was talking about with Xbox and Windows because, you know, I, I, you know, I doubt I'm going to be buying a Windows PC, a handheld device on there. I think I'm cool with the Steam Deck if need be for that type of need, if need be. So, but I this won't be. Is, this doesn't, you know, basically prevent PlayStation from releasing other titles throughout the fiscal year. Obviously, they've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, getting third parties involved to, you know, basically promote them like first party games like Final Fantasy VII um, Rebirth, if need be, not Rebirth. Uh, what's what's the name of the new Final Fantasy? Re something. Rebirth. It's Rebirth. It's Rebirth. Okay, I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, Remake that was, was remake was the first rebirth is the second. Yeah. So that's Stellar Blade, of course, you know, uh, Rise of the Ronin. And I believe they'll probably be working with other developers to promote games as if they were like first party 
titles right now there's a big rumor that astrobot's going to return this fiscal year and the sobe team of sobe is going to have a new game on there and they also have to think about their playstation vr 2 and as far as supporting that uh, which has been kind of disappointing to some people as well so uh, what, what do you think, Kev, about the future of PlayStation moving forward? you think we're going to see PS6 coming out in 2026? Um, I think we'll see PS6, I'm thinking 27, most li- more, more than likely. If they're going to drop a, a PS5 Pro, which all evidence says that it will, uh, leak, leakers, you know, were, I know um, Moore's Law is dead, has talked about this, his contact contacts have basically said it's a done deal um that i think that's going to push ps5 relevance uh a couple years further down the line um so i'm i'm i wouldn't expect i'm not really expecting psx anytime soon um maybe 27 maybe 28 at the earliest that's that's just how i feel about it if the PS5 Pro is as powerful as rumors are suggesting for people that understand all that tech stuff, uh, which I do not, but same, I, 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 I will, I will say this, uh, even though I'm not going anywhere, if they ever want to have the level of console market saturation that they had for the PlayStation two, the dumbest move that they could make would be releasing their first party content on PC because here's what's going to happen. You're going to have your, uh, the, your, uh, console, your more console, uh, uh, robust people, just like they got them on the Xbox side. They got them on the PlayStation side too. Those people are going to walk away. They're going to, they're going to go to PC they're more than happy to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to play games at the uh, highest level of fidelity. Now, is that a big margin of the quote-unquote gaming market? It's not big, but just like you had uh, Tim Dog bringing in people like Jeff Keighley in his eight-hour uh, crying session that he did on Twitter Spaces. Mm. You have people like that on the PlayStation side too, and those folks are going to are going to get people to say or convince enough people to say, you know what? Why am I investing in this in this console? I bought all these all all this headgear, all these controllers, all this and all. The, never mind the fact that you can already use this stuff on PC uh, natively through Steam anyway. Um, but they're going to say, I've got all this stuff and, you know, Sony's just, just thrown it away. They would be very foolish if they're, if, if the console is still as big a part of their, if they see the console as as big as their overall growth for PlayStation as it has been, they would be foolish to put everything day and date on PC. If you keep it a year two years difference from console release to pc you treat your console buyer as first class citizens meaning that those games come into the services first before they go on to pc you squeeze every bit of 
uh, earning potential from your core, from the people that brought you to the dance, that being your core, your core console buyer, the people that spend the most, that buy your peripherals, buy all that stuff. You treat them well and you bring those games over to PC a year, two years down the line. I don't think you've got a problem. But if you start trying to play the uh, the Xbox game because you're trying to figure out your profit margins, then you can kiss your the whatever hopes and dreams that you had of uh, beating PlayStation 2 market saturation. You can kiss that goodbye. It's not going to happen. Because those people will switch to PC. A lot of them will. And they will just they will just wait until those games until those games come to come to Steam. Now, does that mean that PlayStation consoles will not sell? No, of course not. It doesn't mean that at all. Does it mean that PlayStation consoles will not be popular? No, absolutely it won't. But it will deteriorate deteriorate the value of the product with your core fan base it absolutely will so if they think that's worth the short-term gain for uh, profit margins then go ahead and do it now again i ain't going nowhere because me and pc gaming ain't making it but mm-hmm. for a lot of other people they will go elsewhere they will they will build that pc or if they don't if they haven't already and it doesn't even necessarily have to be the you know, the multi-thousand dollar rigs that everybody claims to have, but most people don't. It could just be something that can play these games at higher resolutions, higher frame rates, higher overall fidelity than the consoles can. And while that's still going to be, in my opinion, a fairly expensive endeavor, there are people who are those people. There are those people that are going to go ahead and make that jump, go ahead and wait for those games to come. Well, well, if it's day and date, they don't have to wait because they're getting this getting it same day, and they'll be getting the premier version of said game, assuming that the ports uh, are done with any degree of competency and justice. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it's it's it, it granted, you know, I, I get it. These folks got to make money. But, you know, as you chase that dollar, you got to remember who brought you. And I think that's big, a big reason why Xbox is in the position that it is right now, because they lost sight of who brought them. And uh, if Sony wants to wants to tip down that same row of tulips as as Phil and them are doing right now, if they feel they can do the same thing but better, you know, hey, go ahead. Like I said, more power to you. Like I said, I'll be here. But uh, a lot of your other folks that you've been depending on to sell them them earbuds, sell them edge controllers, they probably won't. So do at your own risk. Any thoughts, Des? No, he pretty much said what I was going to say. I mean, there that's that's really what it comes down to, to be completely honest with you. Okay, and since we're talking about uh, Xbox and PlayStation, now we're talking about Nintendo Switch. Okay. The latest rumor right now is that the Switch 2 is now launching in 2025. So um, rumors prior had it coming out like third or fourth quarter 2024 but according to a few 
Journalists, they've received information from five separate sources that Nintendo has reached out the state uh, that they are targeting a quarter one 2025 launch on here. So uh, Eurogamer reports it's heard similar whispers from industry sources. Uh, BGC uh, were previously reported they were targeting a launch for next console in late 2024 on here. Um, basically that um, they've heard from numerous sources though that uh, BGC stated that it will, will launch in quarter one 2025 on here. It kind of follows the same timeline as the original Switch because the original Switch came out in March of that year. I think it was 2016, I think, when it came out. So um, it kind of moves in that same kind of space where it will not be coming out towards Christmas, but more towards first quarter of 2025. And it actually makes sense because even though everyone and their uncle's mother knows that Switch 2 is coming, they're still going to be able to sell um switches during the christmas season for this upcoming year so oh yeah uh, yeah so i think it's just a point that uh we'll see what happens when it's announced and uh kind of take it from there you know gotta start saving those ducats on there um uh, people are kind of estimating that's going to launch at a 399.99 price uh on there and Obviously, I think Nintendo will probably kind of take the same pricing structure for their first party games like they did with uh, um, Tears of the Kingdom and release games at a $69.99 price, which doesn't surprise me either. You know, yeah, I don't think, whatnot, I don't so. think they're going to I don't think they're going to kick it up either. I think it's going to be the same price. It's just going to you're just going to be paying a little bit more for the console. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. I mean, I want to see what exactly what it is, but if it's backwards compatible like they're stating um, and runs games in better fidelity, you know, be able to play all my Switch games because, you know, I've been noted on this show to kind of consider Switch kind of being kind of trashy, you know, with certain <laughs> games, certain frame rates and that kind of thing. Not as bad as me talking about the N64, but it's just, you know, you know, it's, that's why I don't, even though the games on Switch are awesome from what I play, it's just I don't tend to go to that console because of the uh, fidelity of the console. And I'd rather, if Nintendo released a Switch box that foregoed its portability and just had a console of some sort, I would be totally for it. So that's just me, though. Yep. Yeah, I would, too. I like I said, if I can play Bayonetta 3 at a decent frame rate, I'll be happy. That's that's all I'm really asking out of this thing. Yeah, I mean, that's all you really can ask for. I mean, I'm going to buy it day one. I, I, I'm i a sucker. I, I will put it right on my forehead. You know, Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo straight up got a got a whole nother generation uh, out of out of the um out of the switch before having to you know upgrade it at all so and i helped them do it so we all, so, did. Uh, we all did we all did so that's why i'm kind of like well okay you know I, I will be in line to pick it up and then the one thing that i really hope that they don't do and i i pray 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 that they don't they don't release a non OLED one and then and then like a year or two later we get we get a Switch 2 Pro that's an OLED. If they do that, 
I would be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, y'all are out of control. That's Stop what the it. current rumor is right now. See, like, I'm like, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. Current rumor right now is that using the same screen like we talked about, I think, last episode. It's same mm. same eight-inch screen as the PlayStation Portal. So, mm, mm. Why? Why do that? Because they can get you to double dip. They know uh, you're going. They're going. They're going. They know they're going to have a lot of people that are going to double dip. You uh, you build you build less expensive hardware. Number one, you charge. You can charge higher for. You charge and higher for it, so your profit margins are built in. They don't have to worry about the stuff that Sony and Xbox have to worry about because they're at the higher at the higher end from the tech perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So you build cheaper hardware. You make it a little bit better. You charge a little bit more, and then after a year, year and a half, you can go ahead and drop, oh, it's the OLED. Oh, <laughs> people are going to head back to GameStop or eBay or whoever, make their trades, make their sales, and then they're going to go right back out there and buy the same damn thing again just with a prettier screen. That's that's how you make your money. If that's you can see, how you stack your paper. Oh, if you Maybe they push it right back. Now. Maybe they pushed it back to have an OLED at launch with it. Who knows? I mean, I hope, I really hope it has an OLED at launch. Like, please, please, please. Like, if you can it see would be I'm... nice, but why would they? They're gonna exactly. make more money. They're gonna make more money doing it the same way they did it this time around. I know. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I know. Hey, you know if that... I was in their position, I'd do the same thing. I, yeah. I ain't mad at it. I am not mad at it. I mean, I, you know, like I said mm. before, I've never taken my Switch out of the dock. I've I've never played it as a, as a portable console. And when the second one comes out, I it'll sit in its dock, just like the first one did. Never never leaving it at all because I have no real use for for portable gaming uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people out there that do. Steam Deck has proven, and all these other PC, portable PC things, and well, it started with the Switch, right? Yeah. It's proven that people still like the idea of taking their games with them on the go. Yeah. So they've they've got it figured out. They've got it figured out. Everybody so, else is playing catch up. So do you think? See, this is what makes me because like because what you were saying like makes one hundred percent. Makes makes it like 100% like true and accurate. So I keep thinking, and I'm only gonna regress just a little bit, not a lot. But this is why I keep thinking that it only makes sense that the next the the next. And this is all rumors and speculation, but the, that's why I'm thinking like the next Xbox is gonna be the X hand or X handheld. It's gonna <laughs> be like a a handheld, you know, because you know Phil the Phil likes to look at what the Japanese are doing. So you know we might. We might have a new, you know, we might get a new one. I'd be like, oh, damn. You know, we're I'm, really- still, I'm still kind of iffy on that because it's like as much as he's been talking about the Steam Deck and the ROG Ally, and now we've got the, 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 the what is it, the MS, MSI Claw coming out. If it's not out already, for Xbox to jump into that portable ring when it's already so crowded, with known quantities from known uh, companies doing this, I, I don't, I don't know. You don't think so? I, I, it's, it's a possibility. But you know, when they say that the, that the, that the, uh, 
what's their name of their 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 tablet the uh, surface the surface when the surface team has been given control of the next generation of of their xbox hardware that carries a lot of weight in my mind for a handheld or a handheld hybrid console from xbox you know it'd be kind of crazy and would make kind of blow my mind if it was a hybrid windows slash xbox os device so meaning that it would play all your xbox titles from like xbox one xbox 360 and also series consoles and also play um, windows and have one windows os on there as well so they're kind of fun so it just depends if they they can actually implement that or if it's just going to be strictly just xbox titles because a lot of us here we don't have a lot of big catalogs with xbox titles besides for game pass and so you know, imagine if you were able to get Windows 11 on this thing and have Xbox also OS in built into the whole mix and have it being like a hybrid platform. So it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of crazy. It'd be like Bill Gates wanted to get Windows into the house and onto the onto the TVs from way back in the day. So you know, there you go. But again, I think it's awesome uh, that they're finally giving us this. But I really hope that we we get an OLED. I really hope that it is uh, better um, than than what we currently have. Like I know it's going to be, you know, ooh, it's going to look great. It's going to do this and it's going to do that. But please, just just don't let the step back be too too hardcore. Please, we'll Nintendo. See. Please. So maybe we'll have to do a future main event question as far as what games are um, hypothesized as far as the. Uh, launch titles and that kind of thing so yeah that'd be kind of fun yep all right and so, you know i'm gonna round out the news right now you know we we've been talking about xbox this playstation that nintendo this we haven't really been talking a lot of games and so i got some little small brief gaming news about particular game titles uh that we kind of ne- hold near and dear at least we talked about them before but uh Earth Defense Force 6 has been delayed for the West, uh, so got to pour one out for Sad EDF. Face. So EDF 6, basically, they stated that, according to the companies, the launch window was extended to add, quote-unquote, finishing touches and finalize necessary preparations for EDF 6 Western's launch. So this it's going to be available for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC via Steam. The Asian version, however, will be coming out on the March 14th date, and we'll have English audio. So I'd be kind of curious to see what's in that Asian version, if it's going to be different from the version that is coming out in the summer. Um, there's a possibility it might be different. There's a possibility it might not be different. So, you know, someone might have to make the financial investment to see, possibly. So. That's you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying. Yeah. It's Joe. Joe's gonna do Joe, it. So. Maybe, maybe when we're in Akihabara or in Denden Town on our <laughs> little for, foray into the uh, motherland known as Japan, and maybe we'll have to, you know, pick it up there if it's available uh, for purchase. So I'll split uh-huh. it with you. Good deal. Also, too, NIS America finally has announced um, Ease 10 Nordics for a Western release. So that trailer looked great. Don't mean to cut yeah. you off. But that trailer looked great. 
Yeah, um, that game, uh, I played the demo I talked about in the previous episode mm-hmm. here. Uh, it's on the PlayStation Store in Japan, and uh, that's the one where I was holding my phone to do the Google Translate and try to play the demo, and that's what I pretty much did. And it looks like a fresh take. I mean, Ease 8 and 9 are both on PSN, uh, PlayStation Plus Extra, the PS4 versions, but there's also a PS5 version of both of those, but... Um, if you've never played an Ease game, they're like a classic action RPG, kind of similar to Zelda, but more action-based, like maybe a Mana game, if need be. But uh, I've been kind of looking forward to this one, uh, playing the demo, of course. Um, I know Digital Foundry, John Linneman, was on his like end of the year, like games of the year for him for 2024, cause he, uh, 2023, because he was playing the uh, Japanese version. And so, you know, this is one of the rare... Japanese titles where it's not really, you know, day and date uh, in all territories because Falcom, uh, because of the fact that some of their games are kind of text heavy, uh, don't release their games day and date usually. That's why all the like the Trails of Cold Steel games and whatnot usually are released here like sometimes two years after they are released in Japan on there but um it is coming out in the fall it looks like here um it's coming out west and we'll have access to it. it's going to be on ps5 ps4 switch and pc so we'll have to take a look at this game uh i'm hoping that there's some nice goodies in the collector's edition that nis usually does um if there's a steel book you know pretty much i have to take my money honey so i'm kind of looking forward to it so and then last but not least, another game we've t- touched upon in um, episodes past, but No Man's Sky just got a big update kind of out of the blue. So uh, they have uh, released the Omega update, and the Omega update basically introduces a lot of things. Uh, they uh, are introducing a free-to-play version. It's open to everyone on there, and so you can play for free even if you don't own No Man's Sky. So you're able to go ahead and just kind of download the game and play. Um, Also, there's a new way to start expeditions. Uh, You could dive into community expeditions directly from existing save games on there. Um, Starborn Runner, you could slice through space and atmosphere alike in the ultra-sleek Starborn Runner starship on here. Uh, There's quite other things that have been updated so uh, definitely take a look to see and uh, is this something you're interested in Des as far as going back to No Man's Sky or yeah I mean I pop in every now and again to see what's going on I do think that that is one of the best uh, redemption stories ever and if you're willing to you know put in the time and experience it i do think that you're gonna you're gonna love it it's a really fun uh it's a really fun game um and you would not uh do be doing yourself a disservice if you did not play it sorry you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you did not play it sorry <laughs> it's getting late yeah it's getting late so that is the jabroni gaming news for this episode so Thank you for bringing that info to us, Trader Joe. That was a good. That was a good group of stories here for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, good discussion. Great. So that's going to bring us to our game night. Uh, game nights take place every Thursday, 9:30 Eastern, 6:30 p.m. Pacific. So that's the day of the week we set aside to hang out with our growing Discord community, play games, catch up. 
and just kind of just have fun with with folks who call our Discord server home. So, how do you become a part of that? Well, you just hop onto our Discord server, go to our game night section, and you post what you'd like to play, and we'll get a hold of that if that game if we don't already have it, and we will join you on Thursday nights in a gameplay session. So. Very cool. I think it's it's very great way, like I said, to catch up. So you might be asking, how do you join our Discord server? Well, that's easy. You just hop on to the app formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X, 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 X. X. And you hop in there and you go to our, uh, you go to, what do they call that, those things in Twitter now? Uh, our spaces? What? No, uh, not spaces. Just when you go to a, our page. I don't call it a page. I know that's Facebook. But we're going to go to our page on X at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. You click the link and, hey, you're in. So there is no waiting period. There is no Patreon tier list to pay for. All you have to, all we ask is that you just be a good person likes talking about playing and posting about your gaming adventures with other folks who are doing the same thing. And I think you'll have... You'll find yourself a very nice home in our little slice of social media. So if any of that sounds good to you, highly encourage you to join us on Thursday nights for our game nights. It's a great time, particularly with games like uh, Hell Divers 2. Uh, that that that's it, it's just a blast to play uh, for game night. That's that's probably one of the funnest game game night games I think that's currently out right now. Other, you know, besides the division and uh, the tiny Tina stuff, a uh, lot of choices to be had. So just want to make that uh, option available to folks who are enjoying what we're doing here on the show. So that is going to bring episode 239 to a close want to thank y'all for chilling out with us so for des aka the bay area terror aka the high res lover that's me aka the cat daddy aka that gamer step daddy and for trader joe aka jabroni chief yeah yeah you might also know him as the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar i am showenough 71 aka digadulamite that purple bling bling y'all and we'll be back next time, episode 240 for you is. Two weeks. Peace. Yep, two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Peace.